Rashtelek and welcome to Tibet this week, our weekly news edition on Tibet, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Central Tibetan Administration. Let's have a look at today's headlines. His Holiness the Dalai Lama returns to Tharamshala from Bodh Gaya. The UN-China review finds unprecedented support for Tibetan rights by member states, while Beijing shuts down criticism. 12th Asian Buddhist Conference for Peace declares His Holiness the Dalai Lama universal supreme leader of the Buddhist world. Sigyong Bimbatsering embarks on official visit to European countries and South India. Chinese liaison officer Tsultim Gyazo participates in symbolism on non-violent resistance, high-tech totalitarianism and China's future. Representative Kesan Gedze attends forum to discuss current status and future prospects of Tibetan Buddhism in Taiwan. Tibet House Brazil hosts a talk session with Tenzi Wangi Rinpoche. On Monday this week, His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama safely returns to Dharamshala to a rousing welcome reception from a throng of local Tibetans, devotees and well-wishers following a month-long sojourn in Potkaya. His stay in Bodh Gaya, His Holiness the Dalai Lama conferred a series of teachings, empowerments and initiations to the massive congregation of devotees and followers consisting of monks, nuns and lay people from various communities including Tibetans, Himalayans, local people and foreigners. Prior to that, His Holiness the Dalai Lama conferred teaching on 37 practices of Bodhisattva in Gangtok at the request from the government of Sikkim, followed by general teaching at Salugara Base Segu Monastery in West Bengal. On Tuesday this week, 24 United Nations member states mentioned Tibet and Tibetans in their oral statements during China's fourth Universal Periodic Review UPR cycle. Among these, 21 countries raised serious concerns regarding the human rights situation in Tibet, resulting in 23 recommendations. China's human rights record was the major focus of intense scrutiny over its treatment of Tibetans, Uyghurs and dissidents in Hong Kong. The state that raised Tibet at China's review were Australia, Australia, Belgium, Canada, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, France, Germany, Ireland, Japan, Lithuania, Montenegro, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, Sweden, Switzerland, 
the United Kingdom and the United States. The statements by the member states offered a wide-ranging look at China's human rights violations in Tibet, urging a review of Beijing's rights record to focus on its cultural genocide and political indoctrination. The major focus was particularly on China's repression of cultural and religious rights. The member states expressed concerns over human rights violations in Tibet and in particular called for the abolition of the colonial boarding schools that separated over one million Tibetan children from their families, language, religion and culture. Canada recommends that China, one, implement the recommendations set out by the CSCR and CEDAW and all coercive measures imposed on Uyghurs, Tibetans and other ethnic minorities, including forced labor, coercive labor transfers, forced sterilizations and mandatory residential schools. And guarantee this right, including in Hong Kong. Three, immediately abolish cursed residential school systems imposed on Tibetan children and ensure that persons belonging to minorities can fully enjoy their cultural rights and their use their own language and for ratify opcats. Thank you. China released all arbitrarily detained individuals, many of whom were named by the UN working group. Cease harassment, surveillance and threats against individuals abroad and in China, including Xinjiang, Tibet and Hong Kong. Cease discrimination against individuals, culture, language, religion or belief and forcible assimilation policies, including boarding schools in Tibet and Xinjiang. And torture unjust... The states also called for the authorization of private schools, the release of arbitrarily detained Tibetans and unhindered access for UN representatives to Tibet. As usual, the PRC government has portrayed boarding schools in Tibet as a means of breaching the gap between urban and rural populations for equal education access. However, it has failed to provide evidence that the curriculum in the schools does not undermine Tibetan language or cultural among young Tibetan students. The Chinese delegation maintained that Tibetans enjoy religious freedom and cultural rights based on a variety of statistics that provide little support for their claim. Relocation policies were outlined by the Chinese delegation as operating with the consent of Tibetans. The Chinese ambassador refuted criticism and denounced allegations as smears, lies and defamatory attacks on China. Kama Chuing, Secretary of Department of Information and International Relations, applauded the substantial increase in number of states raising Tibet at the UN-China Review. The Universal Periodic Review, UPR, is a process through which all UN member states are provided the opportunity to review the human rights record of all other member states every five years. On Monday this week, on the eve of China's fourth UPR Universal Periodic Review, a site event panel titled China's Fourth UPR Tibetan Human Rights Under the Spotlight was organized by Helsinki Foundation for Human Rights at the UN Human Rights Council building in Geneva. The speaker at the panel were Representative Tilechuki of Tibet Bureau, Geneva, who highlighted the religious freedom violations in Tibet, followed by Lhadun Tedong, Director of Tibet Action Institute, who spoke on the coercive boarding schools in Tibet, and Puchung Ketsering from the Research and Monitoring Unit of International Campaign for Tibet, noted the economic, social and cultural rights violations in Tibet. The panel was moderated by Kai Mueller, Executive Director of International Campaign for Tibet in Germany. At the event, U.S. Special Coordinator for Tibetan Issues, Azra Zia, expressed her support through a recorded video message. In addition, as Special Coordinator, I'm proud of the United States' long-standing leadership 
in bringing awareness to and promoting accountability for the PRC's human rights abuses in Tibet. We continue to call on the PRC to resume meaningful and direct dialogue with the Dalai Lama or his representatives without preconditions at the highest levels of our government. We also continue to take strong actions against officials involved in abuses within Tibet, including visa restrictions on PRC officials for their involvement in the forcible assimilation of more than one million Tibetan children in government-run boarding schools and global Magnitsky sanctions. His Holiness the Dalai Lama reminds us that we are all interconnected. What happens in Tibet does not happen in a vacuum, but concerns us all. In tomorrow's review and in the future, let us take this interconnectedness to heart by promoting dialogue and collectively building a freer, happier, and more just world for all. The 12th General Assembly of Asian Buddhist Conference for Peace was held from 17 to 18 January in New Delhi. Secretary Chimi Tseyang from the Department of Religion and Culture participated in the conference as a representative of the Central Tibetan Administration. The Secretary of Asian Buddhist Conference for Peace International Center, Sonam Wangchuk Shaspo, read out the resolution adopted by the conference. The resolution recognized the great contribution of His Holiness the Dalai Lama to world peace and harmony among humanity, including the awarding of the Nobel Peace Prize, and unanimously declares His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama to be the universal supreme leader of the Buddhist world. The resolution further notes on the reincarnation of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, stating no government nor any individual has the right to interfere in this matter and declared July 6th, His Holiness' birthday as the Universal Day of Compassion. The conference was attended by representatives from India, Mongolia, Russia, South Korea, Laos, Bangladesh, Japan, Vietnam, Sri Lanka, Cambodia, Bhutan and Nepal. From Monday this week, Sikkim Bimbastring of the Central Tibetan Administration is embarking on a three-week-long official tour of Baltic states, Finland, the UK, Belgium and South India from 22nd January to 18 February. Sikkim Bimbastring is scheduled to undertake official engagements in Tallinn, Helsinki, Riga, Vilnius from 24th January to 1st February. Thereafter, Sikyong will leave for London to attend the Warwick Economic Summit where he will meet with dignitaries and address the students of Warwick University on 2nd and 3rd February followed by official travel to Brussels to meet with the Tibetan community there. Upon returning to India, Sikyong will attend the Golden Jubilee celebration of Kolika Thundaling Tibetan Settlement. Chinese liaison officer Chuldum Gyazo from the Office of Tibet, Washington, D.C. participated in the symposium on nonviolent resistance, high-tech totalitarianism and China's future from 19 to 21st January. Teng Bao, a renowned Chinese lawyer and political activist, presided over the symposium that was jointly organized by the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, China Action and the Institute for China's Democratic Transition. Several numbers of Chinese academics, writers and activists, including prominent Chinese researcher Perry Lin, Professor Shai Zai, editor of the pro-democracy journal Beijing Spring, Hu Ping, founder of IPK Media, 
Wang Riquin, well-known Uyghur activist, Ishad Kokpur and Tiananmen Square massacre survivor Rose Tang were invited to the meeting to discuss forthcoming movements and campaigns. In his address, Chinese liaison officer Tsudim Gyazo stated that His Holiness the Dalai Lama's non-violent philosophy is fundamental to finding dialogue-based solutions to all of the world's problems. Under the direction of the Office of Tibet, the first conference of Tibetan Buddhist centers based in Taiwan was organized together with a forum to discuss the current status of Tibetan Buddhism in Taiwan and its prospect for the future on 18th and 19th January at Hyunshang University. The speakers of the two-day conference, Representative Kesa Gezebawa, Dr. Liu Huijun, Professor Liu Yuguan, Professor Wang Shije, Professor Pen Mi Lin, and Gao Ji Ru read their respective research articles on the current status and prospects of Tibetan Buddhism in Taiwan to the forum's participants and discussed on inviting His Holiness the Dalai Lama to Taiwan as wills of the Taiwanese people. This duo symposium was jointly organized by the university's Tibetan Buddhism Research Center, Global Tibetan Buddhist Research Center, and Taiwan International Tibetan Buddhist Association. Tibet House Brazil in Sao Paulo witnessed a resounding success of the talk by the esteemed Tenzi Wangye Rinpoche on the power of breathing in ancient yogic tradition of Tibet on 14 January which saw an overwhelming participation from the Brazil community showcasing their keen interest in delving into the rich heritage of Tibetan yoga. Rinpoche shared practical tips and guidance on how to harness the power of breathing to reduce stress, increase clarity and cultivate mindfulness. On January 16, Lama Patma Samde, founder of Centro de Estudios Buddhistas Bodhisattva, along with his team, paid a courtesy visit to Tibet House Brazil's new office. During the visit, they engaged in a brief discussion about the future collaboration aimed at preserving and promoting Tibet's unique spiritual and cultural heritage in accordance with the principal commitments of His Holiness the Dalai Lama. They visited to attend the retreat organized by Ligmincha Center, Sao Paulo, by Tenzi Wangi Rinpoche. That is all the news for this week's edition of Tibet This Week. Thank you for watching Tibet TV.